1: All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I have an awesome show for you today, going undercover on Ashley Madison, literally. My guest today is Charles Orlando. He is the author of The Problem with Women is Men, He's an, uh, also a relationship expert, and he calls himself a social inspirationalist, and maybe you'll agree with that by the end of this show. <laughs> what happens when a married man goes undercover on the Ashley Madison Match website to find out why married women cheat? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today, and I can't wait to get started. So welcome to the show, Charles.
3: Hi there. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome.
2: Um this is uh obviously a a risk-taking affair, <laughs> so to the say the least
3: and I appreciate the pun for sure.
2: <laughs> Why don't you um, give us a little background of um, where you were in your life before you uh, embarked on this?
3: Sure. So uh, this is either I mean just in a nutshell at the top of this this is either one of the one of the most insightful things i've ever done or the stupidest thing ever and uh, if you had asked me a year ago i would have told you this was absolutely the stupidest thing i'd ever done ever in my life um, so you know i i've been for those who know me i'm i'm relationship expert writer author of a best selling book series the problem with women is men uh lots of fans on facebook etc I've talked to tens of thousands of people to uncover some of the key challenges in long-term relationships and marriage. So one of the one of the consistent themes, both in my research as well as on Facebook, is why are they cheating on me? Why do, why are we disconnected? Infidelity is just this huge thing, and it always has been. And we can talk about the the primal aspects of all of that and why monogamy may not be a normal act at, during this or your your call. But I got a lot of insight into why women wanted out of their relationship, but I didn't have any real qualitative data into why women cheat. We all have this inherent belief of where they are coming from emotionally and psychologically, but to go and hear it directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak, is something that I really wanted to do.
2: Okay. And you were, tell us about, you know, where you were in your marriage and so on.
3: Well, we were in a we were in a good we were in a good place. So. I mean, how
2: many years had you been married by then? Uh,
3: so married for thirteen, um, but at that time known her for twenty. So this mm-hmm. was last year that the article well, a few months ago, last year that it came out, um, and it was it was uh, it was a good place we were at but you know marriages long term relationships in marriage they have their peaks and valleys and just because i'm a, a relationship expert doesn't mean that that things aren't aren't the same for me i have things that i have to work on in my relationships as well so that said uh, it, it, i don't think there's ever a good time that you can ever mm-hmm. put <laughs> put your relationship to the test in this fashion but i did mhm and your kids were how old uh, kids at that time were, let me see, sixteen and thirteen. Hmm. Okay. So
2: yeah, that's about the time um, that marriages often do get stale. So you were really risking a lot because, uh y- you know, well as you'll tell us as you give us ex- the examples of the women that you met, um, you know, you you were there was a part of you that was tempted. I mean, there was. I mean, if this was like. I don't know. It's different for everybody. But if this was, um, if you were more cavalier about it, and there wasn't as much actually uh, to risk, then I guess it wouldn't have been as interesting a story.
3: <laughs> right. Well, but, uh, and then, then there's this whole other side of things. So if you back up before my marriage, I, I wasn't actually a very nice guy.
2: Yes. Tell us about um, that.
3: Uh, well. <laughs> So the first three or four years of our relationship were turbulent, to say the least. Um, you know, very stereotypic, get back together, break up, get back together. And this is, you know, 21 years ago today. We were high school sweethearts and all of that. Mm. Um, so we, we come with our own long-term history as well. But during those breakups, she would she would break up with me, and then I would go off whoring. Uh, and then she would call me back, and I would instantly run back, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, I, you know, I, I come with my own bit of of challenge when it comes to uh, getting into <laughs> short-term relationships in my past. Hmm.
2: Yes, and you kind of prided yourself, or still probably pride yourself, on how you were able to seduce so many women um, during those breakup times. But you know, that's interesting. That um, that's really interesting. That you know, I always say that on Doctor Carroll's couch, I put my guests on the couch and i can't help but comment on how um so she was kind of in control at that time her calling breaking up and and then calling you back and so on i mean maybe there was a bit of wanting finally to get a little more of this control
3: yourself uh maybe that that may have been part of it sure um i also well she said it when we when we talked about whether i would do this or not that that I really wanted to uncover this and she said, Right, but isn't this like asking the uh the newly vegetarian fox to guard the hen house? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that's that's very true. So we we
1: I'm
3: <laughs> I'm I'm not sure I don't think I would ever do this again and it's not recommended, so if you want I, I would <laughs> So this at home, right? No, no, ever.
2: Okay, so take us on the first, uh, start us off. How you, how you went out about it.
3: Well, so in order to, I, I didn't know that I was going to go on Ashley Madison. What I wanted, my overarching goal was to uncover why women were straying from their marriages without leaving. Uh, and we can talk about the, the sexual implications, we can talk about the no excitement, uh, we can talk about how the guy's a jerk and how you know he just doesn't put it into his marriage and maybe all those things also play a part but i wanted to to hear it so i'm a tech enthusiast and a tech junkie so where does a tech junkie go but he goes online <laughs> so the easiest way and it was also the best way for me to to contact as many people as i could um playing somewhat of the of the kind of player's volume game my goal was to get in front of as many women as i could to interact with them and hear why they were cheating on their husband, mm-hmm. Ashley Madison has made a ton of of uh, hay and a bunch of noise and I mean, money. <laughs> oh well, and tons. And at that time, they had upwards of 8.5 million members. Uh, and these are hopefully hopefully not, but hopefully all married people. I think there's a lot of single people on there that are uh, purporting to be married, even though mm. they're not. Mm. Did you but,
2: personally come across that?
3: Uh, no, but that's the, recent reports show that some people are using it as a dating site, even mm. though they may not be in a an actual committed marriage. They may be dating and and perpetrating as a married as a mm. married person. That's interesting. Okay, uh, go ahead. But well, because these are, you know, these are these are people who are well qualified. I mean, these are people who want to have an illicit affair and end up in bed with somebody else. So this is casual encounters for the for the married folk, right?
2: Well, and it's even more than that. I mean, you know in my book Bad Girls, why men love them and how good girls can learn their secrets, one of the types that I have, I mean, I have the uh, married woman on the prowl, which is what we're talking about, but I also have the husband hunter, I mean, the uh, husband stealer.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: um so women who would go on the site to have an affair with a married man are doing that with a purpose, you know, for them stealing the man away from his wife is the thrill of it. It's not just getting a guy to have a relationship with or an affair with or, you know, whatever. It's, it's the additional thrill that they want from stealing a guy, hopefully, you know, trying to steal a guy away from his wife and at least stealing him away to have the affair.
3: Right, right. Right. Well, and, and I, ran into, I ran into some people in some of the chat sessions that I had, which we can talk about. Uh, I ran into some of that uh, in some of the exchanges that I had via, via inbox message. Where it, it felt like people were looking to to grab a hold of the next branch before they had let go of the first, mm-hmm. um, and and there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, and you've gone into many of them, and I and I love the book by the way, thank but, you. But uh, what I was concentrating on was around the women who wanted to stay in their marriage, but they wanted to cheat. Um, yeah. So, you know, when you take a look at some of the statistics, we get the uh according to the Journal of of Couple and Relationship therapy, nearly fifty percent of married women and sixty percent of married men will have an extramarital affair at some point in their marriage. And it it's nearly double what it was ten years ago. So it's this is beyond a problem. This is like commonplace. Uh yeah. so that that's where my my head was at when I went into this whole thing was if people are doing it, over half are having some type of affair at some point in their relationship, but they're not leaving the relationship. Then why?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, uh, so go ahead. Well, so it's but it's uh, you know I went into this with with a lot of information, thinking this was a very black and white issue where. Cheating is a choice, it's, and it is. And, you know, so we can boil this down to, to brass tacks here, and it's, it's very much a decision, an active decision on the part of everyone, especially when you're going off. This isn't some some fling, right? This is a, an affair. You're not getting drunk in Vegas and ending up mm-hmm. in bed with a stranger. You know, you're logging on, creating a profile, putting up pictures, and then meeting people with for the purpose of hopefully ending up in bed with someone. So, yeah. Uh, in any event, I, I ended up looking at a bunch of different sites, settled into Ashley Madison, um, but I was presented with kind of a unique challenge, which was uh, women uh, men outnumbered the number of women on, on that site, and I needed to stand out amongst the crowd. So going online allowed me insights into my competition, so to speak. How could I... How could I create a persona that was what women were looking for, so that I could get some action, so to speak, uh, and and find out what was happening and what their mindset was at? So I ended up creating three different profiles and settled into one as I started. Looking at things and getting some, some feedback. No, wait, you're
2: results. talking, first you're talking about the making, you made women's profiles and men's profiles.
3: I did. I created three, three men, uh, three male profiles.
2: Tell us about that.
3: Uh, well, I needed to find what was going to resonate with these women. Were they looking for the stereotypic alpha male who was going to take charge and, and, uh, and lead them down the path? Were they looking for someone who was sensitive, listening, epithetic, or were they looking for something in between? Um, and they ended up settling into something that was in between, but as part of it I created a, a female profile so that I could uh, get into kind of the minds of the, the other men that were there as I, as I created these profiles. Uh, and it was fascinating to watch that that woman's profile, this, this fake profile that I created, fill up in a matter of minutes With requests, I haven't even uploaded a picture yet.
2: Okay, and now we'll stop there, leaving everybody on a cliffhanger.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We need to take a break. This is very exciting, lots of fun.
2: My guest is Charles Orlando. He is the author of The Problem with Women is Men. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Bacilli, Radio to thrive by.
1: Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing?
2: talking with you today about going undercover on Ashley Madison, literally, with my guest Charles Orlando, the author of The Problem with Women is Men. He has risked his own marriage for the sake of scientific research to help you and me. <laughs> and you will be fascinated by what he discovered when we, before the break, we were talking about how he set himself up uh, on Ashley Madison, first as a woman named Shelley, and um, I was trying to psychoanalyze him during the break and trying to get him to remember who Shelley was from his past. She had to be somebody. Everybody knows a Shelley, <laughs> or knew, um, and uh, and and then setting himself up as three different types of men. So tell us about that. What happened when you went as Shelley?
3: Well, with Shelley, I was I wasn't looking to really put together a profile on her. I needed to sign up as a woman though, so that I could view men's uh, profiles. And see what they were saying, because right. um, I didn't. It. It. I wanted to see it from a from a woman's standpoint. What were. What were. It's different questions that you're asked on Ashley Madison whether you set up a male profile or a woman's profile, and it. It changes what I wanted to see the experience that a mm-hmm. woman would see in interacting with with men, etc. So I, I did that and, and ended up doing some some kind of down down and dirty research into what guys were saying in their profiles, in, including some of the stereotypic nonsensical crap that is just garbage about long walks on the beach and soft music and shut up. No, you don't. Like you, you, everybody likes long walks on the beach, okay? But sh- stop it. Like <laughs> yeah. if you need to put that as part of your profile, you should probably call the nineteen seventies. They want their they want their pickup line back. Um, But it was interesting to see that Shelly's inbox, even though there wasn't even a complete profile and not a single picture, that it was her inbox got like 10 or 15 different messages of, would love to get to know more about you, you're so mysterious, Mm -hmm. I haven't even put any information. (laughs) You know, I'm like, wow, so... You know, you, you, I mean, <laughs> as a woman, you definitely have the upper hand on any of these websites, but especially at Ashley Madison, mm, these guys mm-hmm. are, are looking to do something. Okay, so tell us about your three guys. So the three guys, um, I needed to find one that was the, the stereotypic alpha male, and that was Greg. Uh, and, and Greg was, you know, you want me. You know, this is where I come from. This is what I drive. This is... Mm. I'm all about, you know, power ties, power steering, mm-hmm. power-driven life. Mm-hmm. Come, come with me. Um, and then on the opposite end of that bell curve was Scotty. He was unsure why he was on the site. He was a little bit on the weaker, more empathetic and sympathetic side, wanted somebody to talk to, didn't know what he was going to do if he had actually met somebody, but was here anyway. And then in between that was something closer to the middle, which was Cameron. And Cameron was like, you know, I get it. Like people get too comfortable in their marriages. So many people forget that foreplay starts outside the bedroom. That uh, you know, passion is what's missing, etc. And and that's what the one that, that everybody seemed to gravitate to. The others got got their messages uh, too, but the the overwhelming winner was Cameron. And that's interesting.
2: Because you would think, or I would have thought, that Greg, you know, my car, my this, my that, would have would have gotten more um, more hits.
3: But well, and that's you know, what it's, I it, thought too.
2: But and it's that, interesting because probably Cameron is the one that you resonated most with, and maybe it was that authenticity
3: that got people to click more on Cameron. That may be part of it, but as as we get into this a little bit more, it was it was interesting to see. It was. I mean, this is where I, I had a hypothesis as well. So we agree that that Greg should have been the clear winner, mm-hmm. um, but he wasn't uh, for a variety of reasons, including the age and the experience level of the women who were here. You know, you, you take an alpha male and you put him on, on a standard dating site where you're met with women in their twenties and maybe early thirties who aren't women in their forties and fifties who have already been behind the circus mm-hmm. curtain and they've seen how it all works. Then yes, I would expect mm. Greg to win. Yeah, um, but I'm not surprised that that Cameron, who kind of gets it, like the best of his own male qualities, the best of his own female qualities and, and feminine attributes. In in retrospect, I'm I'm clear on why he won. But yeah, I'm that, with you. that's
2: interesting. That's true. Mm-hmm. So go ahead.
3: So uh, put together these profiles, and Cameron's profile ended up with like 15 or 20 messages on his first night. <laughs> And now i'm involved in this whole process okay so let me let me back you back up to the reality of two teenagers in the house, a wife sitting <laughs> on the couch you know so it, as we forget this like i'm married <laughs> you know, I have two kids, you know, and they're in theater and they're at school, and i 'm helping with homework and i 'm cooking dinner and getting into illicit chat sessions in the middle of the night uh and it's it's dicey, to say the least. Uh, I, I ended up talking to what, the one that I talk about in the article, and this happened a few times, but uh, I'm sitting at the kitchen table, because, you know, we all kind of drive a community-driven house. I'm not buried off in my office someplace. And the kids are watching TV, and I'm helping with homework. But in the middle of it all, I, I just answered a, uh, something out of the inbox for Cameron, And this woman invites me to chat. This is live chat. Mm. And I'm in the middle of this chat session, which (laughs) quickly escalates to something that she wants to discuss, um, which is what would I do if I were sitting there? (laughs) And now she's quizzing me, and my, at the time, 16-, 15-, 16-year-old son is sitting right across the table from me working on his algebra. (laughs) And my wife is sitting on the couch braiding my daughter's hair. And I'm in the midst of, if I were there, like, beyond uncomfortable, uh-huh. beyond uncomfortable.
2: And it had to make you start thinking, not just to, you know, what, what should I write, what would she, what would, how would this be most effective, but also you, have, you kind of lose yourself into, in it to some extent.
3: Well, and it ends up very difficult, uh, because I'm trying to concentrate and stay in character, but it's so uncomfortable because my family's there, and all the while I'm wondering, what is this other person doing on the other end of this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it is the Internet, so assuming it, all of them were women, and maybe they were right. I may have ended up talking dirty to a bunch of guys. I don't know, <laughs> um, but uh, assuming they were all women, are their husbands upstairs someplace? You know, it, it it makes your mind kind of work into what's happening on the other side of this equation, and why are they doing this when I know I'm so uncomfortable sitting in the middle of my family home talking to another person? What are they going through? Mm-hmm. So it, over over the next several days, I had I had chat sessions of a variety of of different lengths with uh, thirty three different women. Wow. Uh, in, in In various levels of of sex and sexuality to emotional connection, mm-hmm. um, just kind of <laughs> forgive me, feeling things out, <laughs> seeing where uh, <laughs> where this was going to take me, and uh, these were women who most of them well, let me back up so the, the overarching goal remember, is for me to sit down with as many of these women as I can and see if I can coerce them into bed. And all the while trying to figure out why they're there in the first place. So mm-hmm. I got to play the role, and as an investigative journalist, I have to look at this as why are you here in the first place, and and kind of sprinkle my interview questions in to this entire experience without tipping my hand.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so so tell us how you chose the first woman to meet in person.
3: Well, I, I was uh, <laughs> I was I was looking for. Pretty much anyone at that point, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we even got to the to the first dates, and the first one was Ashley and that 's a code name, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but my wife and I ended up staying in touch this entire time uh, because you know i 'm in the midst of of talking to other women she 's aware of it, so I wanted to get her feedback and her involvement with the entire process. so we talked about all these all these chats. And I was trying to determine if that in itself was cheating, uh, you know, because this is anonymous, right? This is—I mean—is it—is it cheating if a group of women go to a male strip club and watch a guy, and they get hot, and they go home and they sleep with their husband, extra vigorous that night? Is mm-hmm. that infidelity? I, I don't—I don't necessarily have an answer to that. I—I mm. um, I recounted a lot of the experiences and the things that were that were said with Tina, and. We both agreed that you know any guy who's listening to this. If you think you talk dirty, nice try, because women will out dirty you any time <laughs> if they if they let their guard down. Uh, <laughs> but you know, with with the inherent anonymity of of chat, uh, I, I came to the conclusion that it, they were there for the for the for interesting reasons. And yes, it was infidelity because their significant other wasn't aware. So even online chat, if it's away from your significant other, it, it's cheating. It's cheating. It's it's emotional and sexual infidelity, uh, and that's and that's very real. Now if you're going to go to the strip club and you're not telling them, you, you know that that would be in the same in the same universe, right? I mean if you're being dishonest,
2: if you're not telling them, yes,
3: right? Yes. No, and to be clear, like nothing wrong with doing that. Like go to your strip clubs, go enjoy. But if you're not going to be honest with your mate, then then there's well there's because something that's deeper.
2: the whole issue. It's really trust. It's not even so much the sex, but 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 to not get too far afield right now. Were you uh, implying then <laughs> that during this process the sex life between you and your wife got a lot better? <laughs> um, no, I'm not implying <laughs> that. Well, you gave the example of the women going to the strip club, and then they'd go home and have extra vigorous sex, and I thought that's what you were essentially saying.
3: Oh my God, I am on the couch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in, in retrospect, I guess so. Good. Um, <laughs> and that's really that's really interesting. I mean, I, I, I certainly wasn't seeing ones and zeros as as binary code in bed, but yeah, I, I guess I would say that things were were I don't know about better, but definitely more often. Mm-hmm. I mean, you end up with two mm-hmm. teenagers in the house who knock on the door at 2 o'clock in the morning because the internet goes down and, and no one's going down but the internet, right? So <laughs> that's the end of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I would be, I would venture that things were were great at that point.
2: Uh huh, which is kind of interesting for, as to because of where this goes. And so I do want you to start telling us about, we bet, you know, your actual dates with these women. Did you have dates with, in in your article, you talk about three dates. Um, Did you have more than that? No. No, there were were three three dates.
3: dates. Um, There were some online get-togethers. A couple of those chats turned to video chat, um, Mm. which I did not show myself because all you have to do is Google my name and it's over, right?
2: Mm Oh, my and this, sec- this segment is over, I hear the music. <laughs> we need to take a break. My guest is Charles Orlando. We're talking about going undercover on Ashley Madison, literally. We will be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
4: the experts call toll free right now 18664725787 and ask our all star team to answer your questions that's 18664725787 thank
0: you for calling voiceamerica.com
1: are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times do you want help
4: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at one 472 5788 now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And
2: welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I want to get right back into my guest and his journey uh, going undercover on Ashley Madison, Charles Orlando. So Charles, before we broke, um, we were just about to hear about your first actual live date with one of these women.
3: Right. So I, her code name is Ashley, and I've I've changed everyone's names in this, as you hear them, just to protect everyone's anonymity, uh, especially Lisa at the end, and we'll we'll talk about her at the end. So my first date just started with a chat session, and when she reached out to me, she seemed very interested based on the profile that I'd put together, uh, and we decided to meet for coffee uh, in uh, in a in a city in the, on the peninsula in Silicon Valley here in California. Yeah. Uh, so she was a dead on match for her picture, um, but she was she was much taller than I at at five five and she 's five eight uh, It was a very interesting reversal <laughs> um, but she was uh, she was a little bit more experienced uh, definitely than I was when it comes to cheating, but a little bit more experienced than I expected. Uh, she was definitely a type A personality uh, and she was a professional she was a, a sales professional. Uh, been with a guy for just over 20 years, and I got the feeling that she had had a string of affairs. Um, she ended up mentioning that she had done this before through our questions, and that Ashley Madison was her was her new outlet. She didn't have any of the dangers of of running into anybody she knew. She could be a lot more picky. She could kind of pick and choose, uh, as it was. And when I asked her if her husband, who was also a, a professional, was was cheating on her, and, you know, was this her kind of payback? She said, no, no, he would never. He would never do that. This is this is my thing. Um, so we ended up and
2: talking. She, and she said because he didn't have the time for that, right?
3: Well, yeah, he and well, according to her, she didn't. He right. didn't have the time. Which is kind of interesting because you don't really know whether, in fact, her husband was doing this. Well, and that's something that I pondered on for quite a while in looking at, at my notes from all of this was that, whether it was 100% accurate from all these women or not, almost ends up material because it's the perception, their perception, that drives their own individual reality. Right. So if they feel disconnected from him or they feel that he is disconnected from her, it almost doesn't matter whether he actually is disconnected. They feel it. Now, the fact that they didn't talk about it is the real problem, but the feeling of it is is theirs to own. Right. So... We, we had a great date, though. Uh, we talked about everything from, uh, from philosophy to world religion to sex to, you know, all kinds, of, all kinds of stuff. And I was quickly realizing that maybe she was cheating with some of the guys that she was with, but what she really was craving was that emotional and intellectual stimulation, something that she wasn't getting at home in some way. Uh, and, you know, I, I kept up with her. It was, it was great. Uh, it was It was under different circumstances, she would have been a very nice friend uh, just to kind of hang out with and, and talk to Well, but how did
2: the date end?
3: Uh, well, she was very clear that, that sex was definitely a, a priority. We only met for an hour for coffee, and all these dates went from for about an hour. Because I I wanted them in the middle of the day, not a nighttime date. No expectations, like none of that. Something safe, Mm -hmm. because that's what Cameron would do. My guy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he he would, you know, he would dip his toe in the water. He wasn't a pro. He didn't do this, you know. And and he wanted to get to know these people, looking for some type of mental connection through this entire process. Otherwise, you just go hit up Craigslist and you can find someone to sleep with, or adult friend finder, or whatever. Um, so he, that's how he, he positioned this whole thing through this. Uh, she was really strong. She was really funny. She made it very clear that uh, she was definitely looking for something more um, and that we might have a, a second date and talk about what that meant. She needed to get back to the office. Okay. Uh, and, of course, I, ne- I never followed back up. But it was interesting that she was kind of setting it, – it was, she was such a strong personality. Uh, it was fascinating that she was willing to kind of – take second best in, in her romantic life uh, based on her high expectations and her alpha personality
2: yeah. through
3: the experience. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, that was
3: date number one.
2: Okay. <laughs> so date number two. Oh, what, one quick thing. Yes. On, on these three male profiles that you put up, did you,
3: what pictures did you use? Uh, I, so I used my real picture but slightly altered with lighting so this is this is a while ago, so i wasn't i didn't have quite as many fans on facebook and i i didn't I didn't have what I have today as far as recognition, so it was a little safer um, but some of them had sunglasses on um, it gave enough of what I looked like, including body type um, without tipping my hand as to what I actually look like hmm. so it it rode the line uh, so for and,
2: each for all three of them, it was the same it was you, but just in these different slightly altered, mysterious ways.
3: Well, no, Greg, Greg was a little bit different. All three of these profiles were tested, but short-term. So when I ended up settling in on a, uh, on a profile, you run the risk of somebody looking through all the new profiles and seeing all these pictures mm-hmm. of the same person. Oh, with three oh yeah. Profiles. So I was really careful with timing this mm-hmm. uh, and careful not to repeat uh, interacting with the same people from each profile, so there, were, there was some some bait and switch that was happening uh, early on in the process because I couldn't I couldn't put up uh, after all I was meeting these people in person yeah. so I couldn't put up this this square jawed six three guy <laughs> and, you know show up as Dudley Moron Stilts I just couldn't do it
2: <laughs> so uh, what did you do what pictures did you use for the other two.
3: Uh, well, I actually have a copy of my profile. I should, I should send it to you and I can, I can post it on my website yes,
2: yes. as a follow-up. We'll tell people how to get to that at the end. So, so
3: what, yes, where did uh, you find these pictures? Uh, well, no, they were pictures of me and, and then I ended up taking new pictures based on the poses because best for online dating, any type of online dating, is a full headshot and a three-quarter or a full body shot so that people can see what you look like proportionally to the world around you yeah. and what you actually look like. So, I, I played some creative license and broke some online dating rules. My, my headshot had, uh, had sunglasses on, but they weren't completely dark so you could see my eyes mm-hmm. through them. Um, and I was unshaven, uh, instead of my, my Van Dyke, uh, uh beard that I usually have. Uh, so so, I, so I they were
2: all the three of you.
3: Yes, they have oh, to be. yeah, that's, okay, yes.
2: Yeah, they
3: all have right, to be. Alright, so let's go to date number two. So date number two was Shannon. Uh, and Shannon read my profile, and we started talking. Um, I wasn't really clear on her her limits, um, and then she told me very quickly over chat that you know if I was looking to get laid, I needed to move on. She was looking to get to know someone, and there had to be some kind of connection. So we ended up talking for a while uh, over chat, and I talked her into meeting me for uh, for coffee, uh, for lunch, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she was 35, uh, dirty blonde, uh, smart, funny, uh, well-read, well-educated, um, and I, I kept wondering, like, you know, she's she's got two kids and she's a stay-at-home mom, and well, why are you doing this? I mean, aren't you risking, you know, a variety of things? Why don't you just leave? And she said, "Because I love them. You know, I'm not I'm not leaving." Uh, so we we talked about that, and it was interesting that. It wasn't just the security, and she wasn't staying for the money or only staying for the kids. She felt a real connection to the man that he was, but he hadn't been around in a while. But she wasn't really willing to give up the years that she had been with him, yet her needs weren't getting met. And she wanted to feel something, is what she said. And we can get to my conclusions later. Mm-hmm. But uh, she just wanted to feel something. She wanted to be connected to someone you know, I have kids i don't want to leave um, i'm just looking through my notes here as we 're talking and and she just wants to laugh to live to have fun mm-hmm. um, so we talked that entire hour and at the end of our date I, I keep things I kept things very cool and asked if we could get together again i'd love to get to know her a little bit more, knowing of course that i i couldn't and won't uh, and it, she it was just it was interesting to see how she was just reaching out to. Connect with another human being who was paying attention
2: so so the so she was kind of okay well,
3: because you said you would get a contact, or I mean, did you, you got the impression she was interested, right? Oh, she was definitely interested, but it would have taken more time with her. She was, yes. very, more, she was very much into the emotional connection, right. some, some level of that, and that's where I got the distinct impression that this was someone who was looking to grab a hold of the next branch before releasing the first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, she, it wasn't a matter of challenge for her. It was a matter of, I believe, security. Mm -hmm. Um, she wanted to be loved to be sure it was a very mixed up I I want love, I want passion but I'm not giving up all this for something that's Mm -hmm. purely fun I can have my cake and eat it too and if something arises out of that even better Mm -hmm. that was the impression I was left with
2: Okay. So uh, and the first woman wanted to have sex
3: basically oh she would have absolutely I don't know about that day but it may be that evening
2: (laughs) 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 okay so now let's go to the third one
3: well, and we'll see, we'll see how fast I can get through this one. This may carry over for you. Well,
2: that's okay.
3: So Lisa was the last date, and I found her by searching through the, the profiles. Very attractive, uh, about 5'4", uh, 39, two kids, lived in the Bay Area. Uh, I read her full profile, which is something that a lot of men don't do. They see a picture and they contact a woman. But I read her full profile, and she sounded very interesting, uh, she was really sarcastic, really bold in her statements, uh, and uh, her writing kind of, kind of ringed of someone who, who had been around but had this snarky kind of attitude. It was cool. So I contacted her and we ended up off Ashley Madison onto Yahoo Messenger where we talked for a while. And it was clear instantly that she wasn't looking at, at, at for cyber sex. She was trying to feel out where I was coming from, uh, trying to figure out what, where my mind was at. So she was playing my role, so to speak. Mm. Um, and it was it was uh, it, w- it was fascinating to 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 see the role reversal as part of the chat. Um, so we we ended up talking for a while. And I ended up asking her to lunch. I didn't ask her any really overtly intrusive questions. I just wanted her to get to know me. And then we talked about books and everything else. And I said, so why don't we grab a bite to eat? You know, let's go to lunch. And there was this long pregnant pause of the chat. And I said, look, it's just lunch. You know, it's 60 minutes. And if if you don't like it, like there's no harm, no foul. It's a free meal. And -hmm. then you can go on your way. Uh, and she bit, and we decided we'd meet uh, at a restaurant in San Francisco. Uh, shortly thereafter, the next day. Mm-hmm. So um, I arrived. <laughs> so I arrived first, and I had a I had a table waiting, uh, and I saw her arrive at the Maitre d' and, and she was brought back to the table, um, and we talked for a long time, and I asked her, you know, reflecting on back on the last two dates and reflecting back on all the. Uh, the The number of men that are on the site versus the number of women. I wanted to know why she got in touch with me, and
2: she. Well, said, wait a second! This was one that you got in touch with.
3: Yeah. Well, no, but she she responded. I mean, I, uh-huh. I reached out to her, but
2: I see. But, you know, why, he inbox, re- why she answered
3: you? you know, well, yeah. Why, why did she Why did she respond? Mm-hmm. And she. It was the writing that made the difference. It was a genuine interaction. Um, so if you're if you're looking if, if any online daters listening to this they're reading your writing as if you're in front of them talking. So if you're using wrong grammar, wrong language, you know, all that stuff plays a part uh, in getting to know someone, especially online. It's the representation of you. Mm -hmm. So... We, we uh, And uh, the, the capper for her was that I didn't send her a picture of my penis. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, evidently that's a very big plus, too, guys. So, you know, I don't know why that even has to be mentioned, but okay.
2: No, yes, that is, uh, it's just it's gotten to be ridiculous. You know, people send pictures of their genitals before they send their face <laughs> <laughs> along with their face. <laughs> Well, we need to take a break. Um, My guest is Charles Orlando. He's the author of The Problem with Women is Men. We're talking about going undercover on Ashley Madison, literally. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk.
0: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest is Charles Orlando. We left him at lunch with Lisa. (laughs) Uh, They're both having met on the website, um, Ashley Madison, where people go to have affairs, and to meet people to have affairs, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking that this is the last segment of the show, we have to give the listeners a climax here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started laughing. So go
3: ahead. You won't, you won't let people down. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, we talked for a long time at lunch, and... She told me very clearly. I wanted to know again, with my overarching goal of, you know, why is she there in the first place? And she said her relationship and her marriage was was really good in a lot of ways. It was financially secure. It was, it was friendly, but it lacked. And and you know, she was tr- looking for a word, and I said passion, and she. Couldn't agree strong strong enough. She had longed for the spontaneity and the newness that that accompanies new relationships, which is why she was now hopping from new relationship to new relationship on Ashley Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I decided to see if I can take this to the next level. Now we back up in my in my history, and one of the things that was my drug of choice was seduction, and you mentioned that at the beginning of the uh, at the at the top of the show, which is. For a lot of guys, it's about the conquest. You know, you, you, if you can coerce them in bed, then you win. Mm-hmm. And that was never—that was never what I was after. Um, my approach was was very vampiric in nature. So some men are predators, where they chase down prey. Vampires ask prey to give themselves over willingly. Mm. Um, and I'm not suggesting I'm a vampire. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't I don't sparkle in the daylight in the moonlight. Um, <laughs> but uh but that was really my my drug of choice, making it so comfortable that somebody would willingly give themselves over, not a married woman, just back me up to when I was single mm-hmm. and I find myself in the same situation here, and now it 's real dicey uh, when something's your drug of choice that way it ends up really icky because other things go out the window now to just to kill everybody's kill the suspense i didn 't cheat well <laughs>
2: well, okay, but that's not even the uh I mean, but the thing with Lisa, and, and please go into more detail about that, the, the thing that I found fascinating is that you were really more attracted to her than any, any of the other women, the other two women who you met, or the, even the other women who you chatted with online. And that was why it became dicey. She was something special. She was something where there, you were walking a fine line.
3: Well, yes, I was, and it was really icky. Um, I found myself kind of returning to the guy that I was a long time ago, Focused on the seduction, listening to clues, listening to wants and needs, uh, and having a real conversation with someone with a goal of getting them into bed.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: that's something I hadn't done for years, and it's interesting how it's just like getting back on a bike, which mm-hmm. is why Charles doesn't put himself <laughs> in those situations anymore.
2: Uh,
3: so, we, we had a, a great talk where I, we ended up talking about what I found attractive about her and what she found attractive about me, and, and, talked about what kind of man am I am I am I a boob guy am I a leg guy no I'm actually a walk guy I notice how a, a woman walks more importantly does she walk feminine does she walk with confidence those are things that that matter and those are also subtle cues that are different than most men and these are all the things that differentiate my pickup approach years ago to to what guys go through today mm-hmm. so uh I I moved the conversation around a bunch and she followed very easily into where I was heading um, and ended up in a, in a conversation about sex um, where we got into some pretty decent detail about what she likes, um, about what I like and it what, what does that mean? So from there, I, I kind of went in for the kill and I made what I would determine is the ask, which was, you know, we've been talking about this for about a half an hour. We both know why we're here. How about we step across the street to the five-star hotel? I don't do this. I don't have a place set up, but we could make something happen right now. And there's this pause, and she looks at me very coyly and says, okay. And she leans across the table to kiss me to seal the deal, and i it's that, that moment that I realize I don't have an out. <laughs> so I back up, and I put my hand up physically to stop her, and I'm like, I can't do this. I, I have a wife, I can't do this. And I end up, I had no explanation, so I told her that I was an investigative journalist working on a story. Idiot. I just don't have an explanation, but stupid, right? Mm-hmm. So of course she sees obscenities through, through her teeth at me, throws her drink on me, and leaves. And I end up back in my hometown talking to my wife a short time later, where she won't even talk to me. I mean, her, the, what I wrote in the article is exactly what she said, which is, don't even talk to me, you smell like liquor and whores. And we ended up talking a long time about what she was really pissed off at. Uh, well, we didn't get to what she was really pissed off at. I thought, you know, we agreed on all this, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, I told you it was the, it was the study, and I, of course, I, I didn't feel I had much to, to really stand on because what I had just gone through mentally myself uh, later on in the evening I found out why she was so upset and it was it, her her exact words were pretty close to after we got through why she threw a drink on me and all this other stuff it was it was something to the effect of I, I don't care about your date I don't care about all your dates and all your research and all oh, your talking dirty to all these women you know I, I'm, I'm pissed at you for that but okay but at the end of this, like, when was the last time you took time out of your busy schedule to take me to a five-star restaurant and just sit down with me and have lunch? And yeah. that was really the revelation, was yeah. that a lot of these women can get, a lot of, a lot of these people who are experience infidelity in their relationships can get past all the actual physical actions. What it is is the emotional investment that changes things all the effort that goes in that you won't give the person who's holding down your whole house, all the effort that goes into someone that you really care about goes out the window when you find some new shiny penny.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. And that really was um, uh, an aha moment, you know, that uh, that the things that these women were clamoring for, that they were saying was the reason why they were on Ashley Madison and what they were looking for was um, what you what your wife was complaining that she wasn't getting. That's right, and I'm the damn expert, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. You know that last um, that last woman. I mean, the, the t- talking of for the half an hour about sex. I mean, it was like it was almost as though you were already having sex. You were certainly having emotional sex, and leading up to the orgasm. And then all of a sudden, you <laughs> you leave her at that moment, well, where and that's she's why out she on the upset. edge, on the precipice, and
3: you hold out your hand. Well, right, and that's why she was so upset. And, yes. and, of course, like, you know, she may be listening. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I didn't have an explanation. And to this day, I, I really don't know what I could have said to get out of the situation that I so willingly put myself into.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that anything would have been better than that. Well, I want to make sure we have enough time for you to give people all your information, your website, Facebook page, Twitter, everything.
3: Sure. So I'll tell you that the article is available at msn.com um, under the title Scandalous Liaisons, and you can also find it through the, uh, the partner site that I put it out through, and that's YourTango, YourTango.com, uh, Why Women Cheat, A Merry Man Goes Undercover on Ashley Madison. Uh, it's also been optioned for feature film, the entire experience, so maybe coming to a theater near you sometime I think soon.
2: Make, I think it would make a great movie.
3: Uh, I think so too, and and I actually wrote the the first draft of the screenplay. So oh wow! It was a lot of fun, but you can definitely find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Charles J Orlando, uh, but on Facebook you can join me and and six hundred twenty nine thousand other people who are fans of my book and my writing over at Facebook dot com slash the problem is men.
2: Okay, that's fabulous. Uh, and again, and also, and the website, the problem with women is men
3: dot .com. com. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh and I'm trying to be more um trying to remember all the time to give people my Twitter address, Twitter Twitter handle, which is at Dr Carol M D. D R C A R O L E M D. Well, thank you so much, Charles. This was really fun and really really thank you for for risking your own marriage to bring us this <laughs> scientific information and uh and uh and I hope that I hope that it um you know, it, it ultimately it doesn't have a negative effect. That you can both uh, you can both be laughing about this more as, as you go into the future. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.